Blog Talk Radio. Cause it's a new season. It's a new day. It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new day. Stolen. All that was stolen. 
I'm here with Dr. Sandra Wall-Williams. I should say virtually here with Dr. Sandra Wall-Williams, who many of you have heard on Inspire Radio. Uh, she is excellent, and she has extensive experience in the corporate workplace, in the university environment, and also in the uh, nonprofit sort of and church environment, I'm saying, if you will. And so she's my guest today, and I'm just so excited to continue this conversation that we started over on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to give you a couple of snippets just from what she's already said. A vision gives you passion. A vision gives you priority. Doesn't that make you hungry to hear more? Well, let's get started without any further ado. Um, Dr. Williams, what does the Bible say about vision? Well, again, Roberta, thank you so much for mm-hmm. allowing me to be on your program this morning. And what does the Bible say about about vision? Well, you know, there are two specific verses that the Bible says about, that talks about vision in the Bible. And um, one of them comes from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2, two through 3. And um, what this does is that allows you to know that the Bible speaks clearly about vision. The first one says, you know, that we should write the vision and make it plain so that those who read it can run with it. And so right. basically that says that you must you must write your vision. You must write down what it is that God is speaking to you. And mm-hmm. I tell people, you know, you have to understand, too, is that God is the creator of your vision. Write down what That's he right. says because he has people waiting for you to write that vision mm. so they can do what they're called to do. So wonderful. So, so wonderful and so, 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 so true. Um, <clears throat> what then is the responsibility of a person? You know, once God's communicated that vision, they've written it down, what's the responsibility after that? Just keep it up on the wall, look at it, talk about it. What do they do? <laughs> keep it up on the wall. No, what, 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 I tell you this. You can keep it up on the wall because you need to see it. You need to see it. It needs to be visual. Um, you know, you really need to look at it every now and then. Um, some people write it and put it in their notebooks or their journals so they can see it every day or put it up on a poster. But the one thing about vision is that vision requires action. You have to take right. action Whatever vision you have, whatever vision that God has given you, you have to take action on it. God doesn't waste anything. So if he gives you something to execute, that means that he expects you to take action on it. So, yes, can you put it up on the wall? Yes, ma'am, by all means, because we all need to see it. But at the same time, we need to develop some action steps that go along with the vision. Those action steps could be goals. Those action steps could be um, a strategy or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, but with vision comes action. That is so accurate and so to the point. Um, People discuss a lot about mission statements versus the vision statement, and I know from our prior discussion on Blog Talk Radio, you were explaining that the vision is really the what, 
and then we were saying the mission is the why, and I had added a couple notes that your goals are the how and your objectives are the when. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, that that was a nice little summary from what I learned from you. It was so phenomenal, people. I have to tell you, if you want to go over to Blog Talk Radio and listen to that interview, it's called Vision 2019, Crafting Your Vision. Um, people have to know that they have a responsibility. So why is it necessary to be accountable to God for really activating that vision. You talked about it. You said action. What is our accountability to God? Well, our accountability to God in terms of activating your vision and taking action on your vision is that, remember, anytime God gives us something, um, whether it's an idea or whether it's uh, an idea for business or an idea for ministry or whatever God gives you, it's not for you. So the accountability means that God is giving you something because there are people out there that are waiting for the result of what God is giving you. So mm. if when God gives you vision, he may have given you a vision for, um, say, for example, to start a homeless shelter or even okay. to start a program for the homeless. Well, there are homeless people that are waiting on you. you know, And you may say, well, there are homeless shelters um, all over the place. But you know what? There are homeless shelters all over the place, but there are still homeless people that are waiting right. for what God has given you. So That's right. that responsibility is a responsibility to take action on what God has given you because there, it, there are people, um, biblically, you know, they call it a harvest, you know, but there are people out mm-hmm. there that are waiting for what God, waiting on the result of the vision that God has given to you. So, so awesome. And you talked about the nonprofit sector. Let me ask you another question because this is where people get kind of challenged. You know, we can put our hands on doing ministry and things in nonprofit, but what about when we're in the profit world, when we're assigned to to take the talents and multiply them? What exactly is the spiritual impact of a vision, specifically a marketplace vision? That's a, a that, that's a great question. And, you know, your vision, when God gives you something, he's giving you that for every single area of your life. It may, you may work a full-time job and God may give you a vision for a homeless shelter. Well, believe me, executing that vision is also going to make an impact on your full-time job. And every area of your life whether it's your career area, whether it's your um, whether it's spiritual, regardless of what it is, every area of your life should be in alignment with the vision that God gave you. So if you Wonderful. are in the marketplace, thank you, if you're in the marketplace and you're working full time, then here's the thing. What are you learning in the marketplace? What are you learning on your job such that you can apply it to the vision? So we go back to the homeless shelter example. You know, you say, well, I'm a technical analyst. So how is anything about being a technical analyst going to apply to my vision? Well, if God has told you to start a homeless shelter and you're a technical analyst on your job, what can you learn from that job to help you start that homeless shelter? 
okay? You've got to have tracking. You've got to have databases, all those kinds of things. See, people, we need to be able to align every area of our life with the Mm -hmm. vision that God has given us. Vision is not just um, a singular kind of thing for just one area of your life. When God gives you vision, it impacts everything that you do. Mm. I love it. You know, it all must align. And you're saying really that you go in thinking of what the mission is that you've been assigned to, what the vision is for your life in general, and things that God's called you to do, and you're looking at ways you can get prepared better for what you're going to do in the future. I mean, that if people looked at work like that, I think they would be on point. They would not see so much of a disconnect between, you know, what they do. Um, I was making a note to myself. I did consulting for Habitat for Humanity International at the headquarters when I lived in Atlanta, And one of the things that was meaningful to me was I was working on what they call SharePoint um, databases and projects for that organization. But the thing is, I knew each day that I got up and came into work and worked on these technology projects, it was actually impacting people's lives. Systems, mm-hmm. organizations, technologies, we live in a sophisticated environment. Why would, why would God not develop his people to be able to interact and to bring influence and impact with what's going on? You know, we, his people, if you look at scripture, his people are never out of sync. As a matter of fact, they're ahead of the curve when you go back to somebody like Noah building an ark. Arcs didn't exist, but an mm-hmm. ark was needed. And so God gave him the skill and the mind and the will and the ability. Jesus walked around with a physician. How do you verify that somebody is truly healed? A physician can verify that. Yes. So many, many things. Tax collector, that money needed to be tracked and accounted for. Your gift counts and matters. That, that's really part of what I want to kind of bring out as we talk about um, vision. And also, tell me this, mm-hmm. why is it so necessary to really understand God's vision for your life? Why can't I just, you know, go on and just do my thing and, hey, I'm a good person, I go to work, I go to church, I, I, I you know, I feed my babies and take care of the poor and all that. Why can't I just just continue that way? Well, you know, that's a great question. And um, let me give you, like, three really quick sound bites here. Um, the First of all, you know, a vision is going to equip you personally for expansion. So it's going to equip you to expand who you are, all right, expand who you are, because it your vision will uh, drive you to or give you motivation for maybe going back to school or reading a certain book or um, going to a workshop or listening to something and and increasing your own knowledge, skills, and abilities. So uh, a vision equips you for expansion. Um, Another thing is is that, as you said earlier, uh, when we first came on, is that a vision gives you passion, you know? Um, Yep, right from your mouth. (laughs) Yes. A vision will give you passion because, when you're passionate about something, you're going to do it. 
you are going to do it. Go back to the homeless shelter, you know, thing. When you're passionate about that, you're going to find out, you know, what are the needs of the homeless in this area? How can I help? Help? What can I do? Where's the best place for it? You're going to have that passion and that drive and that motivation to do that. So now not only does it expand you, right, it's going to give you the drive and the motivation and the passion to do what it is that the vision says. And then finally the last one, you know, in terms of why should we have um, – uh, understand it, God's vision for our life, is because a vision gives you priorities. Once you mm-hmm. know what your vision is, once you begin to work that vision, then you will begin to have priorities in your life. And you'll know basically what to say yes to and what to say no to. You say yes to those things that line up with your vision, and you say no to those things that don't. So, you know, when you think about why is it necessary to understand? It's because your life has to have order. You know, you go back mm-hmm. uh, to the scripture. You know, if we go back to the scripture, the Habakkuk scripture, you know, your your life has to have some order. And when your life has order, then, you know, you'll flow easier. The things in your life will, will flow. But it has to do that around what God has given you to do. That is just it's on point and and it matters what you do it really matters to god what you do um one of the questions i I just wanted to ask kind of throw this in but i remember it from the blog talk uh, radio inspire radio show i had asked about the elements of a personal vision would you give us those four elements kind of in summary please i think that'll be good for listeners so, you know, um, to start, many people think the elements of a personal vision are to have a vision statement and those sorts of things, and, th- and that's great, and, and you need that. Um, but the elements of a personal vision actually help you to put your vision into action. And so those four that we discussed, number one was focus, okay? Make sure that you are focused on that vision, know what it is, and the more you focus, the clearer the vision will become. The more you focus, the more the more work you'll do towards the vision. The second one was discipline. You know, having the discipline to do the work of the vision because with vision comes work. I mean, you know, you said earlier we just can't tack it up on the wall and expect things to happen. You know, <laughs> you really got to do the work behind it. So focus, discipline. Third is accountability. You know, have someone hold you accountable for what you said God gave you to do. If God gave you the vision to write a book, to start a homeless shelter, to to go to a different dimension or different level on your job, then have someone accountable, uh, have someone hold you accountable for the work that it takes to do that. And then the last one um, is community. And community means that, you know, you're in community uh, and around like-minded people, people who are moving forward with their vision. You know, their vision may not be the same as yours, but you're around people that have have vision, have goals, and want to move forward. So uh, virtually it's focus, discipline, accountability, and community. Those are the elements of vision that will put action to your vision. And that's why your or organization, the Vision Building Women's Institute, is so powerful because it provides community without people having to run around and just test you know, try and see if it's a good, you know, if this person's a good fit to support me, this person, this is a group of women that are going there. And and then, of course, you have vision-building coaches that you're teaching and certifying. So my question becomes, how does one build a team 
to really support their vision for this year? Well, that's a, that's another great question. I, I love your questions, Roberta. They're just wonderful. <laughs> so, how do you how do you build a team? Well, first of all, you know what that team or the people on your team have to be able to have the same mindset as you when it comes to vision. So, for example, you don't want someone on your team that doesn't have a vision for their own life. Okay, so if they have a vision for their own life. Their part of their vision could be to help you and to move you forward, but moving you forward has to help them also. It has to be a win-win. So when you look at, you know, how do you build a team, you look at those areas where you are weak, okay, or where you could have some – I shouldn't use the word weak – where you could have some additional enhancement for the things that you need to do. But there are um, a couple of places. So I always tell people, have somebody that can pray for you on your vision team. Have someone that can pray for you. Have someone that will hold you accountable for for your vision. And then have someone that can, can enhance the vision with the skills that you may not have. Okay, with the strengths that you may not have. So I am a firm believer in strengths-based leadership, that we lead based on our strengths and you soar mm-hmm. based on your strengths. And so mm-hmm. if there are strengths that you may need to move your vision forward and they're not your not your strengths, then find somebody who has those. That could be from a skill level perspective or anything. Um, you know, like, for example, if you're not good in technology and part of your vision requires that, then you need to go out and find that person. Okay. That's right. But at the same time, make sure they're aligned. Make sure they have a vision for themselves. I always ask people, what is your vision for your life? If I'm interviewing mm. someone to work with me, what is your vision? Mm-hmm. And if they don't have mm. one, mm, they may not work well with me because they don't have the same kind of drive, the same kind of right. passion, the same kind of priorities right. that we talked about earlier. So true. Mm-hmm. So, so true. I think that is just powerful and um you know, you, you can't get away from that, really, having the right community around you and and the prayer part I like, having prayer partners. And one of the things I learned is, of course, no one person should try to be your all in all. You shouldn't expect them to be. And you don't ask, say, for example, your prayer partner to counsel you on the financial part unless you know you're, you know, really strong in that area. And you don't ask maybe the financial person to be the strategic planner person, you know, or whatever the other one. You let people function in the role and in the area, as you said, of their strengths, and you tap into that. So you might have, you know, five mothers of the church praying for you. (laughs) Now, they may not be able to read, you know what I mean, a a P&L statement and go do all kind of academic research, but they they can get a breakthrough. They can exactly. get a breakthrough. <laughs> and, and so that's the good thing about having that diverse team. You have been um, a phenomena in this area of vision. God's called you to it is what you do so, so well in terms of breaking it down. And, um, you know, we've known each other for a number of years, so it's been great just watching the expansion you know, watching you build your company and then watching God just expand you in the area of vision. So I want to say thank you for having this conversation with Roberta. And um, we will be hearing more from you. So thank you so very much, Dr. Williams. Thank you.
It's a new season. 